I'm Avery Chapman. And I'm Joey Braun. Welcome to Season 2 of the Mind Shape Podcast. We bring you stories from everyday people that are meant not only to be helpful and encouraging, but also to be inspiring and motivating. The topics we will discuss this season will bring up the most inquisitive conversations. This is Episode 15 of Season 2. Get ready, because this one is powerful. We'd like to make our listeners aware that some of our episodes contain explicit and real-life sensitive content. The words used and said in some episodes may be triggers to memories, experiences, and or unwanted events in your life or someone else's. Your discretion is strongly advised. On today's episode, our guest has chosen to be left anonymous. And once you hear her story, you'll know completely why. So for this episode, we're going to call her Cat. With this episode, we encourage you to use your strongest discretion. It contains very graphic and very sensitive material. Again, please use your strongest discretion. Cat, welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm so just grateful that you're you're willing to come on our show and tell your story this is something that happens to a lot of people around the world and a lot of them don't get the opportunity to share with others and a lot of them don't want to share with others so joy and i are very thankful that you are willing to open up be vulnerable and share something that I could not even imagine how hard it is to share. But if you could just dive in and tell us what happened to you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, at 15 years old, I was raped by my best friend's brother. Um, we were all drinking the normal, you know, stuff that high schoolers get into wasn't wearing anything super provocative. I think the only thing that was showing was my ankles. Um, so I didn't tell anybody about it for five and a half years until one of the victims reached out and asked me to go to the police with her. Um, by the end of it, we had 13 women come forward and testify against this man. Um, we thought because the judge was a female that we were going to have a home run and that this guy was going to go to jail forever. Uh, but that was not the case. Um, at the end of it, we were actually scolded for speaking out against this guy, and he was given 10 years probation, and he now lives back in the same town as me. Wow. You know, the fact that you guys all came forward together and 13, you said 13, right? 13 different girls? Yeah. That's that's a lot of girls, and this extremely. I mean, it's fucked up, uh, and and for the judge to not uh, kind of explain what happened during, during that, that case, like what, ha like how did this guy only get t ten months probation? Okay, so um, when we originally started the prosecution, it was. Um, they were aiming for getting him as a serial rapist, but because um, some people didn't want to be identified directly or some of it was five years ago, like my case, 
he couldn't be prosecuted as a serial rapist. So it went by a case-by-case basis. And, you know, in the age of social media, having a Twitter can be a double-edged sword. And unfortunately, um, one of the individuals on the prosecutorial team had tweeted something that wasn't exactly professional and the judge got a hold of it and basically assumed in court that this was just a prosecution of one man, just like basically a witch trial for this one guy that all of his scorn lovers were, you know, banding against him and trying to get him to go away forever. So, so let me break this down so I can get a a clear understanding. You're telling me the the prosecutor tweeted something, and so the judge basically kind of dismissed everything that you guys said. Uh yeah. Um, he was he was a great um advisor, and you know he was really there for us. But unfortunately, he had tweeted that I think it was something along the lines of "We're gonna get this motherfucker," and um, yeah, it got sent back to the judge and the judge just decided um that this was a witch hunt for one guy and that none of it would fly in court that that just doesn't make that's just unbelievable i it it like hurts me and it's hurting my feelings i I wasn't even involved that a judge would dismiss something because you're gonna get this motherfucker uh well he deserves to get got so uh i don't understand i mean i don't fully understand the legal system and how all that works but for 13 people to come forward 13 people to say they were raped by this man and for him not and for him just to get off because someone tweeted something or for everything to be invalidated it seems kind of fishy it seems kind of weird to me you know what i mean Oh, absolutely. Um, apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently his family had money and they hired like some big shot lawyer. And I think, yeah. I don't want to like speculate on it because I mean, you can't retry a case anymore. That's our legal system. But it wouldn't surprise me if there was some sort of money or name involved. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, that's kind of the world we live in. Um, it's completely messed up. Uh, for, for all of this just gets swept under the rug and we've seen it before in the news and with other people and it's usually something of a high rich parents or uh, a lawyer that's like top of the line knows the judge or something but no I'm, I'm very sorry that you guys weren't able to get the justice that you guys deserved well thank you I appreciate that so as you're going through this process of you know how actually how long did it the trial take uh the trial took about three and a half years from start to finish from uh testimonies all the way down to the judgment that's that's insane so you and all of these female these girls are literally having to relive this for three years and at the end of this you still you aren't you never received justice i mean 10 years probation to me sounds like a slap on the wrist for for this guy but you know i don't i can i can't even imagine what you went through or what 
the other 12 girls went through. And so, yeah, I, it was, uh, no, keep going, please go. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say, yeah, it was extremely hard. I mean, we had our lives ripped apart for three and a half years and every little action we had ever said or done, we scrutinized by a jury and a defense team. And I mean, for the most part, the MO was the same for every single girl. A high school party, everybody's having fun, and somebody gets thrown into a room and the door gets barred. And so it was just a huge slap on the face to for a rich white boy to get away with raping 13 women. It's... I have no words. It's it's completely messed up. But let's let's kind of go backwards a little bit and kind of go into the the that time when what was it, five and five and a half fifteen. Uh, this happened to you with this guy. Um, since then, through the trial and to now, you know what mental effects has that had in your life? Whether that be in relationships with friends, with trust, uh, what kind of like has there been any sort of like PTSD or anything like that from this? Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't want to sound like the stereotypical victim, but like, you know, every new encounter you have to ask yourself, does this person want to hurt me? And how, how do I set myself up to get away from it? And I, I can't drink at parties with people I don't know because I don't trust anybody anymore. Um, I had a lot of anger towards my family and my friends for not being able to do anything about it. And, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword because how would they know? But that anger has nowhere to go. And, I mean, it messed me up for a long time, and it still does to this very day. I I find it hard to keep relationships just because you never know who somebody is. I think that's very valid, too. You don't know who someone is. And, you, you know, you can never know until you... You really. Avery, are you there? <laughs> Hello? Can you hear me? I heard a phone. It wasn't me, I promise. <laughs> Something went off in a different room. Avery kind of drifted out. Hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, you're clear. I don't know what just happened. My mic just cut off. Okay. You're good. Kat, can you hear him? Can you? Yeah, hear I me? can hear him. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. You were just talking about like you really don't know a person. Okay, we'll right. pick up. She said. All right, here we go. Yes, just like you just said, you really don't know a person. And I, f I feel like that's just your defense mechanism. You, you don't want to commit to anything or let yourself be vulnerable again in case you're attacked. And could you explain how you are dealing and how you are coping with this? How are you going through everyday life, carrying this, does it feel like a weight that you're constantly carrying? Oh, absolutely. It feels like, I don't want to, yeah, okay. Yeah, it feels like a, kind of like a dirty little secret that eventually comes out, you know? Um, 
and it's it's especially hard to tell um, new partners because it puts you in this one little box as this victim who's helpless. But I mean, how do you not tell someone that you're trying to be vulnerable and intimate with about this, you know, event in your life? But uh, I was a minor when this happened, so of course you have to go through court-mandated therapy. And uh, I tried the anti-anxiety, antidepressant route. And because of another medication I take, I ended up having seizures, so I had to get off of that. So I just tried normal therapy, and I journal to this day. I don't go to therapy now, but I do still journal. And, you know, being a human being is always being self-correcting of certain thoughts, especially those negative, downright thoughts that creep into your mind. And so I just try to, you know, acknowledge the fact that I have these trust issues and that I have this issue, but I also try to say to myself that this is in the past and I need to live my life in the present. When listening to podcasts, it's important to have a good podcast listening app. That's why we recommend CastBox. CastBox has over 95 million different kinds of audio content and is free to download and it's free to listen. So head over to the Apple Store, download CastBox, and start listening to your favorite podcasts today. No, I really like that. Um, especially, I mean, there's a, there's a huge saying. Uh, it's 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 always like something may not be your fault, but it's always our responsibility to make sure that we we cope, we 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 deal with it and, and we make our lives the best they can be and make our relationships the best they can be. And it sounds like you're doing that. You're taking full responsibility um, for your life. Um, and that's awesome. And, you know, kind of just wanted to get into, I, I know you kind of mentioned it because you said you didn't tell anyone for like five and a half years, correct? Yeah. Okay. So there's that period that limbo period five and a half years where you're sitting on this and you haven't told anyone uh you're surrounded by friends you're surrounded by parents all these people that's got to be something that really digs away at you uh, it also has got to be something that leaves some anger leaves a different behaviors almost uh so kind of explain like that time period uh how your parents and friends, uh, how maybe you treated them or how maybe they acted. And then when you told them how they reacted and how your friends reacted, were they to support you or what happened? Yeah. So I was just sitting there boiling, bubbling, like filled with bitter regret and anger towards everybody. And it was very self-isolating. I didn't leave my house for uh, three and a half years until I moved out. I just stopped talking to my friends. I just hung out with my family because those were the only people that I kind of felt safe with. And my parents were the ones who noticed a huge difference because I used to be just like my sister. We were very outgoing and we were always wanting to be around our friends. And that changed with the flick of a wrist. I mean, I used to be very happy, very bubbly and goofy and then I changed to the sullen quiet person who was constantly overthinking everything and then when I did tell my parents it just clicked with them they just completely understood 
the entire behavior from that point on. And, you know, they felt horrible. They have so much regret about not being able to see the signs and not being able to advocate for me during that time period. My sister, too. Uh, My friends, on the other hand, we live in a very small town where I'm from, and it's a big accusation. And it was very polarized here. And I, I think I speak to two people that I graduated with, and that's about it. So, I mean, it was, it was self-isolation made worse by me, but then to finally tell all my friends what had happened and see their reaction, it was kind of gratifying to know that I was right that they were going to stop talking to me, but still a very interesting experience. So your friends just stopped talking to you? They didn't want to be associated with it, with you? Is that the reason you got? Or... Did you never find closure with that? Or was it just a cut and dry thing? It was, they just ran. Um, I think it's a mix of the, the first and the last thing you said, where it was cut and dried and there's like, oh, ugh, I don't want to be near any of this and I don't want to be affiliated with it because I don't want my life to get torn apart. But I also think it was because we're in such a small town that everybody knows everybody that it was just like you had to choose between believing me or believing him and which friendship you wanted to keep. Today's episode is sponsored by Live Authentically, a full-service event videography company. They can help you with anything from commercial work to promotional videos, music videos, and even help you out on your wedding day. Live Authentically. Get ready for amazing. That is, so now you're you're dealing with that and you're dealing with carrying all of, you're just carrying all of this and it's so much to me who didn't go through this, who couldn't even imagine going through this. I feel, I feel like it's heavy. So, and I know it feels heavy to you. But I don't know how, you know, I obviously don't know, but it's just, it's overwhelming to just hear this story. And the fact that you're willing to talk about it, it, it amazes me because this is a lot. And so I just want to dive into how your family responded to this when you first told them. And then I would like you to talk about during the case, how they responded to the the court basically ripping your life apart and them hearing all about this. Yeah, so when I told them, um, I sat them down in their rooms and I said, Mom, Dad, um, there's something I need to talk to you about. Uh, five years ago, I was raped by so-and-so and I went to the police yesterday and they told me that I had to tell you because... Um, it's going to get real here soon. And we all kind of sat down and cried together. And then that that sorrow turned to anger for my dad. And then that sorrow turned to super determination to get this dude with my mom. And um, then during court, my mom went with me to every meeting with my lawyer. 
every meeting with the prosecutorial team. Um, I didn't want her to come to court because I had already gotten a firsthand glance at what the questions were going to be like for me. And I didn't want my mom to be there for that. So she didn't come with me to court. And I wish now that I would have asked her to come because it was tough. But I mean, they were very supportive. And I mean, the first thing my mom said to me was, this is not your fault. And that's the same thing my dad said to me was, this is not your fault. And that's so true. It's not. It's not about how much you were drinking. It's not about what you were wearing ever. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people in society feel that it sometimes is the female's fault or even if it's a male in the same predicament, it's what they were wearing, what they were saying. Uh, the only thing that matters is consent. And that is the only thing that matters. And yes, that's so true. And you sound like you have amazing parents, very supportive. And I love that that's what they said to you. You know, it's not your fault because it isn't. In no way is it. And uh, yeah, I'm just. Absolutely. They're my rock. Yeah, I, I. that's just. Your story is just, your vulnerability is just amazing to me. The fact that you can, you're willing to talk about this, something so deep and that weighs a lot on your shoulders and has basically, it, it was a part of your life, your everyday life at one point. I mean, three years you had to go through this. Well, and even prior to that, you were carrying it and no one knew. And so I just really appreciate your vulnerability and just thank you so much. Joey, you have any comments or anything? No, I mean, Avery said it best, your vulnerability and your ability to be open about this and to talk about it. I mean, even coming from that girl that was scared five and a half years or whatever it may be, didn't tell anyone to be able to open up now, especially on a platform where it's going to reach a lot of people and, and definitely some people who might have been through a situation that might not be exactly similar, uh, but, but similar. Uh, it's going to inspire them to possibly tell their story and really open up get it off their chest maybe even tell their parents or maybe even open up to their friends it's going to be huge for people um i know it's probably not easy to tell um but we definitely do thank you for that yeah thank you so much for letting me um explain everything and i really hope this helps a lot of people out there struggling with this weight and i hope that whoever hears this knows that they can't hurt you anymore. And I mean, just letting people know and ha finding an advocate for yourself so that you feel safe again in your own skin and in your own home is extremely important. Very well said. And a question, another question I have for you is how are you doing now? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's still, you know, therapy and self-improvement is going to always be an ongoing thing. And it's always going to be those self-correcting thoughts that I need to keep with me. But um, I'm trying to reach out and, you know, develop more human connections. And, you know, it's not 
um, always going to be easy for me. And it's going to be extremely difficult to be vulnerable because this is so huge and it's so hard to grasp grasp for a lot of people. But I'm never going to not tell people what's happened because I don't deserve to be quiet. I have a right to be heard and have my story told. Yes, yes, you do. And and you're telling it and you're telling it well, very well spoken. And, you know, we'll kind of end this off with you if you had a message for people that were struggling with something like this uh something similar to your situation um what would that be for them uh my message would be uh don't blame yourself because you are doing everything right you have a right to have fun you have a right to feel confident in whatever you are wearing you have a right to go out to a bar and drink or walk around a park that person who did that to you is sick and they need help. You are fine. You're going to be fine. Whenever, when this is all over, you're going to look back and you're going to see how much stronger you became because of it. How much more of a better human being you will become. And I think that you will become a more compassionate human being from it. And just remember that it's not your fault and you're going you're gonna to do okay. Kat, thank you so much for that message. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. All right, guys. That ends episode 15 of the Mindshape Podcast. We want to thank you for listening all the way to the end. In order for the story in this episode to reach more people, we need your help. Share this with someone in your life who you think needs it, whether it be a family member, a friend, or someone you just met. If you believe they can benefit from this episode, go ahead and send them over the link. Go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. This also helps us reach more people. You can find Mindshape on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow these pages for more updates and content. On Facebook, it's just Mindshape. On Instagram, it's at Mindshape Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Mindshape Pod, P-O-D. Thank you again, and stay tuned for the next episode.